Wash their dishes in the sink. Paint the bedroom, the bin stinks. You're done yet. <laughs> You're done yet. Do you want to try that again? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Wash their dishes in the sink. Paint the bedroom, the bin stinks. You're done yet. You're done yet. <laughs> Okay, you got it that time. Well done. Woo! Woo! Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode ooh, 18 of FM Fish, ADHD for Grown Ups. My name is Callie Barrett, and I am here with, as always, this Lucky guy. Barrett. Lucky Barrett. Lucky. And uh, how are you today, Lucky? I'm good. Yeah. I'm very good. Did I just interrupt you drinking? Yeah, I was about to have a drink and you interrupted me. <laughs> I was like, how are you? And you're like, what the fuck? I'd, like I'd like to Why pass over the guest. Like, Shut up. Drink? <laughs> I, well, we were trying to have an intro before we went to our guest. Today. I'm trying no? to drink over here. No, we're not doing it? Okay. Well, today we have got a guest in with us. We have the irrepressible, the, I'm trying to think of words. I like literally had a word and I couldn't think the of The one and only. Is. The, it was literally a word that meant the one and only and I just lost the, I labradored as soon as I said it. <laughs> We have the inimitable, that's the word I was looking for, worth the wait, Dr. Dye. How are you, Dr. Dye? I'm good, thank you. Good. <laughs> Thanks for seeing you. <laughs> Shall you introduce your producer for the day? We do have a producer Before for today. Before she falls off the couch. Who's almost falling off the couch. We have your very delightful daughter with us today who killed my rainbow slug. I'm just I'm saying just she killed say my she rainbow, slug. rainbow slug. Everybody, <laughs> she killed my rainbow slug. You shouldn't have given it to me. That was your fault. <laughs> You now have two rainbow slugs. I do, two it half size. It is more fun. Well, it is fabulous as always to have you here. Um, how have you been? Uh, good, good. Yeah. It's, you know, we've, we've been going to the gym encouraging each other. We have. Yeah. I was going to yes. ask you about that. I was going to be like, that was like my surprise. I was going to be like, so how's the gym thing going? <laughs> yeah. Good, good. I'm not too injured, but. <laughs> Two days of body pump not happening again. We na- not ha- oh, I was so sore. <laughs> I stood for just... eight hours operating. And yeah. I was like, oh god, I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah. I sat for eight hours, so it's a little bit of a difference. <laughs> Flipping the double bird. <laughs> I am noticing that we have, we do have a problem. What's that? Annie Doctor Di does not have her fidget rings. Yes. No, oh, because I was in theatres today, so I don't... They're inside people? Do you no. want this? No, no. no. Will this I... work? It spins. You can turn the pedals in and around. And... No, don't like it. No, you don't Thank like you. it. <laughs> I would offer you my rainbow slug, but we all know what happened to that, so <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> you can, it's right next to you. Uh, it's there. very noisy. The this. rainbow slug is too noisy yes. generally for the yes. podcast. No, no, it's okay. I'll just fiddle with them. I'll move my fingers around. Cool. Yes, I don't have. Yeah, picked well up. Well done. Picked up on well it. Well done, you. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm doing this. Mm, mm. <laughs> Where's my rings? Where are my rings? Mm. Yes. They're inside a person from. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. They get. They stay at home. I go ringless into theaters. No, they don't end up. Not stitched inside someone. <laughs> but like now. I um, put them on this morning. So patient. X, we uh, we have was lovely. You're recovering so well since surgery. Unfortunately, we are going to have to go back in. No, 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 no. We, we the results are great. Just left my rings. <laughs> so, what have you been up to this week? Apart uh, from obviously leaving your rings inside. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm 
just kidding. Oh my goodness, I might have to edit that one out. Actually, I've been pretty determined that I, I've been really strict today that I've set an alarm for an hour because I spend so many hours of my life editing. Mm -hmm. Although I have a producer now, so apparently producer um, Dr. Dye's daughter is going <laughs> to do the editing. Yeah. Are we allowed to introduce you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, go for it, I guess. Um, so we have with us our producer for the day. She's not actually doing anything other than sitting there looking That's delightfully glamorous. She almost fell off the couch and laughed before, so that was that was warranted. <laughs> and killing my slug. Um, but this is Saya. Hi, Saya. Hello. Well, it's awesome to have you. And the fact that we haven't mic'd you up or given you headphones is just delightful to have you in here. So Thank welcome. You. Well, More to be fair, it'll be interesting to hear how it comes across on the pod. So we'll see when the editing, maybe I'll be doing more editing. It'll be just like this voice in the background just going, hello. No, no. Hi. I think she comes across. <laughs> I can now. be loud. I have been told I am extremely loud. I f- in... No. I refuse <laughs> to believe it. <laughs> I haven't even been that loud. <laughs> I've, been being, I've been quiet. Oh, dear. I really have. Have you? <laughs> Don't have to do that in this house. Although with the kid in bed, probably we, I need to stop laughing like a witch. I've got my cackle on. <laughs> we have had a heck of a fortnight. We always say week. It's always a fortnight. I always forget it's a fortnight. Although I am try- I am thinking about an idea of doing an extra episode in the off weeks of the fortnight. I just haven't mentioned it to Lockie yet. Yeah. yeah. It's um. <laughs> I've got, I've got an idea. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Well, you know. Do all the, work. the ideas fly in. Mm. I do all the work, yeah. so have the yeah. ideas. Mm. This goes. I, I just the, editing, the only reason people media. come is for the theme song. The, oh, really? Is that That's what right. it is? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're famous yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't blow him up, Die. Stop it. He does like three percent of the effort and gets like ninety percent of the credit. This is unacceptable. Every so often, I get the earworm, which is the, your song. Do you know the one that I always get stuck in my head? Hey, that coffee's really shit. Maybe you should take a sip. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the one I always get in my head. Yeah. Um, I tell you, we have had, actually, um, we had a, a listener email us the other day asking if we could look a little bit more about, you know, the ADHD and autism interplay. And what I thought might be really cool would be um, our guests who have both, which you've previously, you know, let talked about having both ADHD and autism if there's you know anything that you can talk about with regards to their experience of what that what that's like so maybe we could start there okay yeah how do you feel all right fine yeah I'm just yeah watching the daughter checking the producer <laughs> make sure that we're on target yes, yes. Yeah. producer it's yeah the producer I'm the producer yeah <laughs> okay cool you have both ADHD and autism so how how does that what's that like like let's talk about your experience that's what we say we talk about on this podcast is our experiences so what's Um, it like having both do you keep losing your rings in places uh I have very I'm very ritualistic about where I put things Mm -hmm. um I mean I've I never knew again my age being 54 I'm so far out of this, you know, before they actually started to realise that girls could do autism and girls could do ADHD. Um, And my diagnosis at at 50, it's, I mean, I can see looking back 
a lot of the things that I do that um, and my behaviors, especially as a, as a child, much more autistic than in a way ADHD. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, I think sort of the ADH, the autism tempers or tempers the, the ADHD because yeah. I'm not the hyperactive. So I'm not the one bouncing all around the place. I sit, but I'm fidgeting, mm-hmm. but I go off into fairy wonderland. So more of the so inattentive ADHD. Very inattentive. If I am bored, that's it. I'm, I'm out. I'm, yeah. I'm off in my own um, little wonderland. But I, and I, I was talking to one of my sons who was asking me a similar question, like, you know, what do you do when you're going off? And I'm like, oh, let's see. I got hooked into thinking about how do we create thrust in an engine in which we're countering gravity (laughs) i don't know to be inside your head and and you know i am so obsessed with science yeah that and that's my be all and end all in in so many ways and that's part of that autism is i'm very much the the science not an artistic autistic but in a a science based and Mm. so I try to solve problems. My whole life has always been trying to solve problems. Yeah, nice. And, and that works well for medicine, mm-hmm. works well in science, uh, and never being, even if you sort of haven't completely solved it, because you know you can't completely solve it, but you've posited a piece of it, but it's brought more questions, mm-hmm. that's actually part of the excitement. Yeah, is, absolutely. There's more. Yeah. There's mm. more to learn, there's more to do, there's more that, to keep me occupied. Yeah. Um, my mother, who's 90 in her generation, her being actually where I get the ADHD from, is interesting, you know, had to sit still at a table. So luckily I wasn't the hyperactive one, whereas my brother was like all over the place, moving around, crawling mm-hmm. under the table. And we'd have to go to... A restaurant, and my mother's way of dealing with ADHD is talking and moving her hands. Mm-hmm. She'd sit still, but she has to be talking, mm-hmm. and that's her hyperactivity. She mm. cannot have silence. Yeah. Whereas I can happily have silence, and just go off and try to solve something. Yeah. And, and not really think about it. So I see a lot of stereotypical stuff, right? About how ADHD and autism. Now, you'll notice, listeners of regular listeners of the podcast will notice a bit of a language change here. Not Shana. <laughs> um, we'll notice a bit of a language change here. So, in episode two, um, we were quite careful to refer to it as ASD, autism spectrum disorder. We have, there's been a real change. I mean, that was what, less than six months ago, I think. And we are. Uh, maybe about six months ago. And there's been a real shift in language, and that's something I want us to actually look at today. I think that could be really interesting. You know, this whole person ver- person first versus uh, diagnosis first. So I have autism, I am autistic, you know, type of thing. I have ADHD, I am ADHD. That one doesn't really work for me. But there is this whole, like, kind of which is which? which do we do? And, you know, ultimately the answer is whatever one, whichever one feels better for you. I will always have, I say always, 
who knows give me a year if i can challenge me on that in a year's time whatever that's fine um but for me i have adhd because i am so much more i am a writer a mother a, you know like a woman a, a wife a, like i i am so much more than just my diagnosis but that's me whereas other people are uh, have a very I realise we're side questing, um, have a very um, strong sense of, no, I am, autism or ADHD is in every fibre of my being. I am not me without any of those things. And so I am autistic or I am an ADHD. And I think both are absolutely fine, right? It literally, just like with pronouns, it should be however your preference is. So, you know, um, yeah. But we should, uh, so... I, I can't remember where I started I, that conversation. That's okay, because I'll yeah. just take over. Um, I'm who and what I am through the personality traits of my brain plus my experience. So it's nature versus nurture. It's nature and nurture. I love that. So I am happy. And I guess I'm I'm more upfront about Mm-hmm. I I have ADHD and I'm autistic. Ah, so you have and you am. So yep. you're actually both. Yep. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yep. so it's like, you know... It's what's more more comfortable. Like, yeah, to it's, be... It's, it's kind of weird to say, I am ADHD. That's kind of weird, whereas to say, I am autistic. Whereas if, like, we say adhd I'm an adhd yeah, you know, or Which kind of makes sense, whereas I am ADHD doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So maybe it's just grammar. Maybe yeah. that's all it's about. Yeah. I do ADHD and I do autism and I do them well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That could be something else. Yeah. Um, I think why, I think, yeah, like pronouns, it's got to be something that we... The individual says, if you're happy, if, you know, I have patients who come in and say, please, would you refer to me as they? Yeah. And I said, that's fine. I will, but I will make mistakes. Yeah. So just, you know. Let me know. Let me know. Be gentle with me. Remind me that that I do, but I'm so much more, I think, in your, in, in the open or in people's faces about it sometimes. Yeah. Because... I think it's important for me in my position mm-hmm. and with the things that I've gone through to, I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of the diagnosis. Yeah. It's, it's helping me to figure out and then it's helping me to help my family. Yeah. Um, because it just means that it's somewhere safe to be so I yep. can know what I like and what I do and, and and things that I feel more comfortable doing, and and as many of my patients will smile and and laugh when I have to fold the piece of paper. It's more important that that phone hit my foot. I'm so sorry. All right, didn't hurt at all. It's more important that I got like a ribbing for like the slightest bit of moving. And you've like head butted the mic a few times. She hit Doctor Dime. She hit Doctor Dime. I'm sorry. She puts the die in diagnosis. Oh Otherwise, she'd just be agnosis. Do you know how agnosis. many people? I honestly feel one of the most common bloody co- uh, things, like comments we get or messages I get, is about diagnosis. Do you You're know? Welcome. Do you, do you know? What's wrong with your voice? Because it's just I'm um, just just be funny. It's, it's actually an interesting. I mean, like once I figured out it was die uh, diag. Gone alley. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay that one. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it wasn't a guess. No, it diag- was a yes. yes. Diag yeses. I the think that's great. People, honestly. But it's a great thing because it's also about, you know, we we have to label things. I'm sorry, humanity, but yeah. We have to label things in a culture where we have a monetary society. Mm-hmm. When we become a Star Trek society where there's no money. You and Star Trek. We would not do a podcast that we didn't mention Star Trek, to be fair. And that's okay. I love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. literally here for it. My, I mean, my father is upset. That's the way humanity needs to be. But the thing is, until we have a society where there is no need to partition money, for services and supports for specific things where everybody could have access to whatever they need to function at their best with with no requirements. Unfortunately, we're in a society where we have to label stuff. The labels don't degrade us. The mm. labels help us and in some and help us to get things like the support services that are available. So remember, people, I am not giving you medical advice Mm -hmm. and neither do we set up a medical doctor-patient relationship on this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Same for us, actually. We actually didn't do our normal intro where we only talk about our experience. There is absolutely nothing in this that is a medical diagnosis. And today we are looser than normal. (laughs) I think it's fair to say. (laughs) Just walked into my house and broke my slug. Rainbow slug, rainbow slug, that look at him brink. Rainbow really slug down. <laughs> um, yeah, I know they do the uh, Big Bang Theory. No, I, I love Big that Bang show. Theory. Are you on about the show, not the actual theory of the, the Big Bang? No, yeah, theory. the actual yeah. show. So you're on about show I won't talk about the Big Bang Theory because that will bore you all and I'll just oh, get on. I was getting excited. But, yeah, you <laughs> bullshit. Um, you lost me at thrust. <laughs> so we're talking about Dr. Sheldon Shel- Cooper in um, The Big Bang Theory. If, if you've worked in universities, you yeah. know people like all the different character types. There are always stereotypes. There are always going to be people who fit a stereotype and there are people who don't. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that show did was actually make it okay to be different. Yeah. And okay to be a nerd. Yeah. You know? nerds and and talk about they fucking talked about physics they did and math when we hear on tv shows people say my theory is it's not a theory it is a hypothesis a theory is something that has been shown with experiment to hold true under experimental conditions with a certain experiment so the hypotheses yeah i've been guilty of that one when just trying to speak to a broader audience, I say theory, even though in my head I know it's a hypothesis, <laughs> but I'm saying theory because if I say hypothesis, you watch 90% of the people go, and I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I know, but I'm I'm a pedant. That's yes. the thing, and that's part of it. I'm very pedantic. I'm very rule-orientated, Yeah, and that's that the autism thing. Yeah. You know, I will spend time in prolonged periods analyzing and thinking through buying something so just to recap all of that what please because i, I just, what i just I've took from that conversation is so which character were you so i'm clearly penny i'm just saying i'm <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm impulsive howard. From... i think i'm howard 
so I I I really liked Leonard. I mean, he's yeah. lovely, but I always identified with Sheldon. And I used to I said one day in front of my family because you do have a seat that you sit on, like yeah, the side of yeah. the couch. They could you do yeah, have Yeah, we thing. talked about that last time. Yeah. So I am more Sheldon than Amy Farrah Fowler, although I am a neuroscientist. <laughs> do 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 quest. Bialik. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't she Blossom? Was yes. she Blossom? Yeah. yeah, she was Blossom. I freaking yeah. loved Blossom. Do 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 quest. For me, my autism helps to temper my ADHD. But what and does that mean? Because people say that all the time. But what does that actually mean? Like, are we talking the stereotypes? Like, how much of this is internalized? This is this is the question I really want to get to. How much of it are we internalizing and saying, well, I have these ADHD things, but actually, do we? Or are they our internalized stereotypes that we think might be that we then think are tempered by autism? So for for 50, 49 plus your 50 years. Yeah. I have, I know I'm very rigid in behaviors. Yeah. And I've always known there are certain things that mm-hmm. I don't cope with, like rule breaking. Yeah. So you don't cope with rule breaking or you don't cope with the rules? I don't cope with people. If a rule is logical yeah. and it provides safety for all, then that's what you do. Okay. So I'm why just... do you need to break it? But then. So the question I think then comes is, is it logical to everyone or just to you? Just say it. What rule breaking? Just like if uh, rules, because I wonder if it, it, are they your rules or are they rules that to you seem like broader universal rules, but actually other people are like, that rule literally makes no freaking sense. So, like a dishwasher, how to stack the dishwasher in the right way. Is that a rule? No, that's not a rule. Okay. But that's a safety issue. The interest, you know, it's sort of as you grow up with rules as a child, this is the rule. Yeah. This is the way it is. This is what I've been told. So when we are in class and we're not supposed to talk. So what happens inside your body then when those rules are when not somebody, being followed? Somebody, then yeah. I am literally convulsing inside and I'm holding myself together yeah. and my brain is go, screaming at people, why yeah. can you not see that this is what should be done? Why can you not understand yeah. that this protects people? Because then, then I'm sort of watching some something happen like if i'm trying to listen to something and the teacher and and there are other people chattering yeah and the teacher has said everybody no talking focus on your work if this is what i have to do then everybody else has to do it yeah you know so how does that then go against your adhd self so cuz cuz i guess again when i talk about the question around so our stereotypes either inattentive or hyperactive or combination and in a hyperactive way if you've been told to do something, the autism brain's going, hallelujah, this is so great, and I'm in here. And yeah. then your ADHD's brain's going, don't you freaking tell me to sit still. I will not sit still. I've got to stand up right now. But I don't I don't have that. Yeah, so you have the inattentive type, but it, that's what I'm talking about. So with the inattentive type as well, like to me I kind of go, because I have both, I have combination, yeah. and I know that I can't sit still. And if you tell me to sit still, you have zero hopes of me sitting still i might you've got about 20 percent chance of it if nobody tells me to if i'm at the hairdressers 
and I know I need to keep my head still, my head becomes the, I, I become a bobblehead, right? Like I can't do it. Yeah. But the inattentive type, which I also have, if I have to sit still, well, that is permission for my inattentive no. brain to wander around and just go, hey, over here, uh, hey, over here. And anyway, I'll Did you realise actually that you didn't press record? Oh, fuck off. I literally believed you for a second. I just, I threw up in my mouth. That was horrible. No, I... I'm I, glad we haven't got the camera on today. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I, I think... Can see what I have to put up with? The, the, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline I get for watching everybody not follow the rules oh. then I do I do what I have to do and I do the job and that stops the inattentive that stops the inattentive because I'm good if you sat there with your knife going you need to listen people would listen yes yes (laughs) and they do I I have walked around the house with with a 12 inch chef's knife in my hand but that's for the safety of everyone right (laughs) well quite you know mainly with your husband my husband husband, my my husband is I stand there talking at him, waving the knife. And he's like, like, yes, dear. (laughs) Don't let go of it. And I think he's standing there going... He just thinks it's hysterical. Rainbow slug. Look at him go. Because I'm not as impulsive, but I'm so much more inattentive that, as I said, I can be in a quiet space and just be in my own mind. So I just shut down and, and, and I could be staring at something and not realise what's happening in front of me because I'm mm-hmm. trying to solve a problem that, that I've decided to think about. You know, like yeah. gravity worlds. That's mm. my other favourite thing to think That's about. That's actually my no. Gravity worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Lucky, you're not getting much to... I was just thinking that's the first time my entire life I've heard gravity worlds. Oh, really? And then my head went, what's that, Lassie? Little yeah. Timmy's falling down the gravity well. <laughs> He's fucked. <laughs> oh dear. Rainbow slow. Rainbow slow. Most That's what I've got going just on. Just yeah. look at me and go, yeah. die. Hmm. Yeah. I would never think that because that's just like, why would I say that to you? No, um, I don't want you to die. <laughs> you know, oh, look at that. Yes. You see, so I was just thinking when you were saying that about medication. Just because why not have another side quest, right? And do 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 beep 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 side quest. So I was just thinking about my inattentive side is incredibly strong, but so is my hyperactive side. Sorry, watching you try and drink that that drink without making a noise is hilarious. You're like, I'm drinking this delicately, drink really quiet. <laughs> but my I realized with medication and literally I was just thinking about this as you were talking is that the medication really stops a lot of my inattentiveness and I was thinking oh maybe that's what it does and my hyperactivity I can just mask or whatever but I've realized but then I remembered not realized but remembered that the the you medication I remembered their medication it stops the rage that comes with not being able to let the hyperactivity out so i think that's the constant conflict for me is i've got this hyper this inattentiveness where i'm just always constantly in my head going rainbow slug rainbow slug look at him go except i'm not now because say i broke him um and then i have 
<laughs> She's keeping a counter of how many times I mention it. Two rainbow slurs. <laughs> and then the hyperact then then that's balanced with or not balanced, totally the wrong words. That's conflicts with the whole like the hyperactivity where I'm just desperately need to move. But I can't remember. I am really struggling to stay on track tonight. I can't remember why I started. Yeah. How do you yeah, cope so. in a situation though when like this is just like random off conversations I and you're like so stay on topic for this do you not just want to like just gone nuts. does it not like rage you inside that the conversation and like people aren't being quiet and no no I, I don't mind like the conversation is great because i love having the mm. conversation but if we jump off too far i'm also thinking this is a podcast we're doing to help people and support adhd so we need to come back around here yeah. so there's a Part of me is remembering what I'm the goal of this podcast is. Yeah. And then as we go off this way is to go, okay, let's come back. It's just all about the theme tune. Yeah, it's yeah. not. So if we come back then, so the two things we've looked at covering today are what your experience are around having both ADHD and autism. And you yeah. can only ever speak your experience, right? We're not yeah. asking you to answer all the questions around what no, it's no. like. And, to and everybody has it differently. But but that's a that's a part of this whole thing. Okay, so I've got a question for you though. Yeah. Handles on a cooker with a knobbly bit that sticks out or just perfect circle? For the adjusting yeah. thing? So we've got No, no, but like have you seen the ones that have a knobbly bit that stick out? Oh yeah, no. I what like, is that? Yeah, I, I. If you're, that is like an abomination, along it, along the same level of abomination as Lockie's favourite spoon. If it's there, oh, we have new cutlery. Have you? And it's perfect. Side quest into cutlery. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's it's and the teaspoons are perfectly balanced and proportionate with the flare at the bottom of the handle. Equivalent oh. to this flare on Can the spoon. Can you send us a photo? I'm going to put it on our social They're media. They're IKEA. The perfect spoon. No. Yeah. Right. Does it have a cool name? I have no. Like is it called Spoon? <laughs> Have to look it up. Spraggle. Have to look it up. But we scoopla. <laughs> we, we suddenly half of our cutlery is sort of like we have not enough forks, but we have a huge number of knives. Oh, do you know what happened so, in my kitchen the other day? A fork turned up that matched no other forks in my drawer. And I'm like, what is this? It has this, it's heavy and it has like one of those really thick, square kind of like massive handles on it. And I'm like, why are you staring at me the whole time you're saying this conversation like I brought it home? You yeah. did bring it home. Did you see me bring it no home? No one else brought it. Well, Brings rocks well, home in the her small pocket. She could have brought anything. not bringing it home, is she? She may have found it. It's. it's the There's not a shared. cat in hell's chance that she's brought home this massive <laughs> you don't know. flipping fork. You don't know. You've brought the fork home you just like you used to always bring spoons home. No. And I'd be like, what is this abomination? No. Get it out of my house. Yeah. Uh, agree to disagree. Yeah, we can agree to disagree. You that you're wrong. You, you have no evidence exactly. to show. You don't Zero have. Evidence. So we. There is a fork. That I have never seen before, oh, and put our him before seven-year-old the jury. He's child done. does not have access. Put him before to the jury. Forks. He's it, done. We we need no, you know. I I look. This is unexpected. I'm this, just saying. Yeah, unexpected. <laughs> 
do 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 SideQuest! This book, there was so much controversy about it yeah. because it has a page where it shows a man and a woman having sex, but it's a book for kids. Yeah. We got it, and it's got, like, pubic hair and stuff like that in it. Not we real pubic it. hair. It's just pictures of you just there, because otherwise it was real that stuff. Would be gross. That like would a be scratch nice. and sniff book. Um... <laughs> They do show intercourse, basically. That's not a book you'd get from Ikea. No. <laughs> you'd have to build it first. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, scratch and Oh, they even talk about um, IVF. Yep. That's why we bought the book. Because yeah. the small child is IVF, that's why we brought the book because we didn't want it. We wanted her to have a book that she could see about where she came from. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. How um, the doc, mummy and daddy couldn't have babies, and you know all the stars on my tattoos are all the babies that didn't make it, um, but that she was the one who did. And that yeah, um, that's cool. Actually. Our doctor had to help us um, yeah. to put her in my belly. So we do it in an age-appropriate way. Yeah. But this book, there was so much controversy because we got it from Kmart, right? And there's massive controversy about the fact because it's inappropriate for kids. Why? Because at some point they might actually learn that babies are born through sex. Yeah. And oh, no. You, you, when, when people know what happens, when we talk about things that, that um, like, kids being groomed one of the things if they don't understand their bodies and what is allowed to happen and allowed to happen at an older age and what the what all these things are for it's yeah. it's about educating without scaring and educating yeah. to it's give it's about age strength. appropriate right yeah. and if we you know what's worked really well for the last 50 years to protect kids from being inappropriately groomed or whatever is made up stories and fake names and you know like avoiding the subject it's worked really well so far yeah really well what i did like about your little point in there about children and figuring things out is that that concept of which is off topic completely but um you you tell kids to you know the stranger danger and to yell out but no one actually teaches kids how to have a voice for themselves yeah and how to actually be there and present and to be able to yell out and that's something i've taken to the little kid is that when we go out, she has to order coffee. She has to order the food. She has to learn what it's like to speak up for herself. Because if that moment comes up, I want her to be able to be like, I am confident enough to speak in front of people. Yeah. And and she's doing it with you there supporting, mm. not forcing is the first thing. You're supporting her being able to say what she would like. Which doesn't go well because now we go to my favourite bakery and she gets all the Christmas presents. Yeah. And I don't get things. They legitimately actually make, like, got her Christmas presents and stuff. Yeah. Well, and like, when yeah, we say Christmas presents, they mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little origami thing. It was really lovely, mm. actually. I have been very stubborn because I have not, as a child, did not receive the support. I was meant to be, I was a female, so I was a girl. I had dyslexia. I was told by my mother I was not smart enough to do medicine because I had dyslexia. So we knew that because we knew my father had it and actually his nephew, my cousin, had it. 
So it had been tested in the family. And I was just so determined that, no, I was going to do this, that I was going to do this. I was going to show her that I was going to do this. And I think that was sort of the, the that, that sheer, you know, ego and, and stubbornness. I was going to say, it sounds pretty thing, stubborn. Yeah, was the thing that, that actually meant that I have achieved what I have achieved and and fought the battle, masked things, but, you know, fought the battle within myself but within others telling me uh, I was overly focused on biology. And then I got sidetracked with my master's because I enjoyed the science and I actually then started teaching and I enjoyed the teaching bit. Um, you know, I did the medicine when I was 42, so I've been doing other things, but always within the same sort of realm of biology. So always about the biology. So where does the ADHD play in then? You've got inattentive ADHD. Where does that play in to the autism focus, if you like, or the autism? So when I'm hyper-focused? Yeah. Oh, I'm hyper-focused. Okay. Like I, I have stood, I have, I spent a weekend right learning and then writing a paper project in high school on cold fusion yeah because i really am interested in it and i must learn everything the adhd was is the struggle with studying Mm -hmm. where i have to have a set of music which is um mainly fleetwood mac rumors album playing over and over again Mm -hmm. so it just plays but it's about the reading the material then trying to figure it out and then trying to write it in a way that's concise so that I can remember it but at the same time trying to create images so that's how my memory works is linking an image a movie so this might sound like a dumb question right there's no dumb questions Oh, I mean, there are. Just There's ones some really that sound like it. Questions. Most of them asked by mature age students at the end of a tube. Geriatric students. Say, right? <laughs> um, but I'm just kidding, mature age students. I was one. Geriatric students. Um, I was always mature age. Yeah. yeah, me too. Can you actually tell which bits are because of your autism and which bits are because of your ADHD? Or is it just that you think it's this? Or is it actually just a big smush? And you are just, your brain is what it is. You have these certain diagnoses. However, you know, you, you it's not a what big do you draw upon? But what do you draw upon to say, well, I know this bit's autism and I know this bit's ADHD. But as I'm doing something, mm. then I'm analysing how I'm doing it. We do that thing where you can be doing a thing and also sitting just above yourself analysing yeah. exactly what it is that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's all together. Mm. It is together. But I can I can look, you know, four years ago, I was, and it was four years ago in January that I was trying to figure out what what did it mean to have the ADHD? What were the things that the ADHD was with mm-hmm. me? Yeah. And how did it affect me? And then I've got the dyslexia on top of that. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of looking at what I thought was just the dyslexia mm-hmm. was not. Yeah. So I can separate things out. But I can see where I have impulsivity, but it's that happens when I don't know what to do, what choice to make, or yeah. I'm not ready to make the choice, and I'm being forced 
or mm-hmm. pressured to make a choice, then then I become very impulsive, and I know the feeling I get. Yeah, okay. I know the feeling that I'm at that point, and I'm going to make a choice, and it's going to be just, I've got to do this. Yeah. And so at that moment, you figured out where it all linked together. Is that when you leveled up and then morphed into the amazing human being you are today? <laughs> mm. oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to go bright red. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's all been a, a growing mush of development along the way. Because you're like the big Power Ranger now. You're like, <laughs> you're like a big one. So going back to the uh, the language thing. So you, you kind of called yourself um, autistic, so diagnosis first, um, with ADHD, yep. so person first. So yep. after this entire, like, conversation, which has been random AF... We started kind of there and having thought about it now or talked about it for quite some time, is there anything else you think you'd add to that? Like, you know, like, yeah, no, I am autistic, but that, that's just, that just, it's, it's a part of, I am a mixture of everything. Yeah. But I am more at the moment about showing others who are younger than me that you can still do things and be proud of being autistic Mm -hmm. or, you know, with or doing autism and doing ADHD because I do them both and I do the dyslexia as well because I'm an overachiever. We all know that. Absolutely. Um, So so I think you have to feel comfortable how you say it and then let people feel comfortable saying it about, they can say it about me and if, you want to refer to yourself in a different way, yeah. then that's perfectly fine. But yeah. I think part of my journey in the mm. la- only the last four years has been that I have spent, you know, from say the age of 10, 40 years plus, thinking that I had this, that I was stupid, that I was not capable, that I had to fight everybody to prove myself, mm-hmm. that... And then, and I, and I have time and time again, and, and, and I still, yeah, don't believe it, but to have somebody say that all the things that I knew I was struggling with, and in my mind, I thought I couldn't talk about, but unless it was about the dyslexia, it took me ages to actually feel comfortable and empowered. Yeah. And then I had to figure out how... And what this meant for me. Yeah. And whether I was, was I going to be embarrassed by it? Was I going to be militant about it? Was I just going to be happy and proud yeah. that these, these are things that I have, but that had in a way actually helped me to be able to achieve what I have achieved. Absolutely. And do the things that I've done. Do you feel like in the position that you are, that you still have to prove yourself uh, yes you know the 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 beauty of kind of getting older and realizing that you're you know more than halfway through your life is that you do kind of go you know what the fuck mm. <laughs> why did i waste I, so much of those younger years worrying about the things yeah, yeah. I, I think i did all the I, i'm proud of myself for what i did i'm proud of myself for fighting for myself 
at this point, I'm like, I'm going to be proud of it and I'm going to help support others to understand that it's okay to be proud of it and to, mm. to talk about it. Yeah. And, and to be able to talk about how you're trying to cope with it and how you're trying to figure yourself out around this idea of <clears throat> not fitting within a mold. Do you feel your autism is more, more valid than your ADHD? Do you think it is more serious? It is more it's just worthy? A, it is more... No, do you know what I mean? Like, it's more than it, it's, the ADHD. It's an equal part. Mm -hmm. So what I see is my autism and my ADHD are equal parts. Yeah. And, and in some ways, they balance me out a bit. So yeah. as I said, you know, there are things about the autism that stop me from, you know, going off and, and, and doing a lot of stupid things as a as a teenager and a 20 year old with no functioning frontal lobe having this extremely analytical nerdy rule following pattern meant mm -hmm. that I actually didn't do a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that other people did because like, why why yeah. do I why should I do this mm -hmm. and I I struggled with that so mm -hmm. I see it as being a balance that one actually balances out the other yeah and and helps me to function a bit better and I think just before you cut that off, that's why we love you because you are just kind, you are empathetic, you're just a candy kind of person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. All right, my goodness me. So I wanted to segue into neurotypical versus neurodivergent. So there's been a lot of discourse lately about how neurotypical isn't a thing because there's this whole idea that neurodivergence is often um, sparked by trauma and some forms right depending on what you look at neurodivergence as if you look at it as a any type of neurological disorder in um, quotation marks um, or diagnosis and noting that diagnosis can include that self-identification or self-diagnosis at certain points of a diagnosis journey. What do we think on this? And this this is not you as a doctor. This is a social discourse conversation. So lucky, obviously, for yourself as well. Because I've been seeing an awful lot in the narrative lately about how neurotypical doesn't exist. Because if neurodivergence can be caused by, a dis by trauma, which... Apparently, you know, if you depending on your definition of neurodivergence, some some forms potentially could be like PTSD or whatever. The entire world has been through a global pandemic. So we have all been through trauma. So therefore, how can any of us be neurotypical? That is the pricey of the current discourse that's happening right now. And so therefore, neurotypical doesn't exist. Neurodivergent, therefore, doesn't exist. Well, so no, because... The so the the thing is if you're going to believe in IQs then there is do we believe in IQs? So just get, hold Sorry. the argument. If we're going to say that there are IQs, so you have a range where the majority of the population sits between eighty and hundred, and then you get gradually lower in numbers of people who cross the line above hundred and ten or below sixty, and we tend to say that everybody on the left and right is different wired their brains are differently wired but we cut the the curve in the middle and say oh these are the the middle ones and neurotypical but if we're 
if you're going to believe in that, then you have to say that there are a neurotypical. If you don't believe in per se an IQ, but what you're looking at is people who look at Einstein, genius. Marilyn Monroe beat his IQ by two points. She had an I IQ of that. 165, yeah. he had an IQ of 163. Didn't hear the pen on the post, didn't Yeah, no, no, because they don't. Don't. We, if we're not interested in something, it doesn't it's exist. not there. It doesn't. And don't I know it? It doesn't yeah. exist. It's like, anyway. Eh, but, but if we say there are no sort of IQs, but what we have is that. Again, it's the same idea. If we have a society that doesn't require money, where mm-hmm. we don't have to label something, then if we're working in that kind of society, then there wouldn't be, say, neurotypicals. It would be all about your learning needs, mm. okay? Not about the group. But there will always be sort of the mass. Not everybody has ADHD. No. Not everybody has autism. Not everybody has dyslexia. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has want behaviors. Mm. These are smaller groups within a larger group that occur. Mm. But the bigger the population gets, the bigger this number is going to get. So, yeah. you know, it's a simple math. What it is is that everybody can also have... Neurodivergent is meant to refer to brain wiring from an an embryological development that is different. Yeah. Okay. Divergent just means different. But a trauma, you can still have PTSD because you've experienced a trauma. Mm -hmm. You can still have depression. People have got to stop. If you're going to label, you can't lump everything into one or two groups because what you're talking about is psychological conditions not just learning developmental conditions Mm -hmm. so although you know some of the ADHD experts will say don't call ADHD a learning development but it's, it's about the way the brain developed what we need to say is that that just because you are a neurotypical person does not mean that trauma does not affect you and cause a permanent change that you then have to learn how to deal with. And PTSD is one of those important things. The assumption is that every single thing in, a, in the DSM-5 in terms of the brain psychology is going to be completely different no no it's not it's it's all about a range and blips that point up within this set of symptoms that will occur yeah so it's about understanding that it's not about everybody this is not exclusive i'd love to you know i could be the only person who has all three there's nobody else out there who has all three like me because i'm special well, I'm not. There's lots of people, but everybody has it as a variation. Yeah. Well, they also have a thousand other things that play into their experience of yeah. life, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we can label, Yeah. but we have to stop pocketing. And Ooh. that is forcing that, that label to only be exist in one pocket. Other or, uh, people who are autistic mm. have their their special area as something completely different it's you know it can be english it can be drawing it can be 
doing one specific thing that they actually enjoy and they don't enjoy anything else and that's all fine it's allowed to be this range it's yeah. not pocketing everything into you can't you you can't have something else or you can't have that symptom be in multiple areas yeah it's not going to happen are you back with us <laughs> uh i was reading my notes you're playing tunes and you've gone over I an hour. accidentally. We're all here for one thing today. I think it's clear. One thing. Margaritas. Octopus facts. We want to hear some octopus facts. Yeah. There's a reason why I do the theme tune. They are yeah. called arms, yeah. not tentacles. Mm. They are called arms. Yeah. They can manipulate each arm has... Now, so I'm... I, my husband used to be an invertebrate zoologist. An invertebrate zoologist. Yes. I just want to say it again. Yes. He used yes. to be an invertebrate zoologist. So each arm has... A brain. A, a neural... Brain. <laughs> neural <laughs> brain. brain. Nine brains, three hearts, no farts. But they... <laughs> they swallowing water. Fart. They swallowing, fart. They're swallowing water, so... And do you, what, what is the one bone in an octopus? They don't have bones. They do? No, It's they called don't. a beak. I was going to say, I bet it's the beak. Don't give me the bird. Ty just gave me the bird. Oh, it's only like the fourth one today. <laughs> it's the beak, which yeah, is why the they beak. can, they can, they're, they're so soft and squishy. Squishy. Because, and watching them escape from, um, you know, fish tanks and actually go, there was the... They're like spiders. The they can go into really small... No, that's why they spaces. can escape because they got nine brains. They're really, really yeah. clever. They're very smart. They're incredible. And, and their vision is so good that they are actually seeing in water through air. But they could... the An octopus at a zoo mm. was noticing the fish in the other tanks. Was and it trying to punch them? No, it, Are you sure? it was eating them, darling. Oh, it was the octopus <laughs> they do escaped, like to punch the fuck out of them. They escaped, yeah. crawled, <laughs> made their way to the tanks, got the fish, ate them, went back to their home. Nobody could figure out why these fish were missing. There was suddenly no fish. And then they put up cameras thinking that the staff members yeah. were stealing, stealing the fish. Because they were tropical And they fish. watched the octopuses get out, get out of, of their the tank. tank. Oh, my God. Crawl okay, along so this, the floor. This plays into this whole idea. So only... Like, the really intelligent species have random acts of violence, right? So, yeah. like, this whole thing about octopus punching fish. Emotional dysregulation. Do they have ADHD? And that was octopus fact. <laughs> All right, we're going to finish up. So, yep. final question. What's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you because of ADHD and or autism and or dyslexia? Noting that they are your three diagnoses. Um, writing an exam backwards, right to left, yeah. because I forgot to start on the left-hand side of the page, handing it in, having the professor come up to me, hand me the paper and say, can you read this to me? And I started reading it back and then I looked at him and he had this weird look on his face and he went, oh my God, you are dyslexic. <laughs> I didn't realize I was just reading it. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you'd written the whole page backwards. Yeah, he had to hold it. I didn't realize he had to hold it up to a mirror to grade it. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. He fantastic. just wasn't smart enough to read it himself. <laughs> he he just didn't have octopus. dyslexia. Yes. <laughs> He's not a backward thinker. <laughs> Alrighty, so anything else we have to say today? We are not professionals. We are not. Pro I, honestly, I don't think we need to say that today. I've already been thinking the title for today's episode is going to be Let's Get Loose. Let's All righty, thank you everyone. We love the fact that you've joined us again for today. Look, we know today got loose. We are not going to apologise for it because the, frankly that's what we're here for, right? Um, now stay tuned because over the next few weeks we are going to be sharing a so a little bit of a something exciting coming up. We may be going back to weekly episodes. Haven't actually run that one by Lachlan yet, so let's just check on that. Uh, but yes, we will keep you updated on that. We also have a number of guests coming up. You will not believe that I have actually booked us up to May with guests. Very exciting. So, yeah, so we're super excited. We have uh, really been trying to focus because this whole podcast is supposed to be about people's experiences. We're bringing more and more people in. Come Thanks. join us on socials. We are on fmfish underscore ADHD for grownups on all of the usual places, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. On we MySpace. Have MySpace? <laughs> I've still got my MySpace somewhere, I'm sure. I bet I've got... I loved MySpace. MySpace was way better than any of the things around at the moment. There, I said it. Not sorry. You could set your own wallpaper. You could set your own songs that every time somebody came in, your song would play. It was amazing. Never did that one. Did you not have MySpace? Brilliant. It the only reason so I got good. book fans And Tom... Tom was there. Bookfatch was because Wait. Facebook. Ah. Oh. Bookfatch. Even yeah. I knew what was going on. <laughs> I didn't. It was like the Ikea version. Oh, I didn't. Um, was because I would be on it so that when the kids started going on it, they had to make me a friend uh, yeah. until they turned 18. Yeah. Whereas nowadays they're like, we've got 78 other sites that you bitches don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so thank you for coming again. You know, we appreciate you all being here. We are up to 47 countries, but you know what? The ones that mean the most to us are those of you who come back every single week. Come and join us next fortnight. We definitely want to see you. We do really appreciate you. Please keep coming in with the emails, fthemfish at gmail.com. And if we don't that? see you, it's because it's a podcast. <laughs> but we hear you and we know oh, you're there. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will see you next time. Love you. I'll just listen. Bye. This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal and Yambri people, and we pay respect to Mother Earth, the footprints that came before us, the ones we follow now, and the footsteps that will guide us long into the future.